everybody, it's Tish from createtribes.com and I am so excited to be here with you guys today because it is day one of my podcast series. Um, and today I want to give you something to think about and that is what is your entrepreneur potential? And I think uh, as entrepreneurs um, or as someone who wants to transition into entrepreneurship, we often wonder if we can do it, if we can be successful as others. And the reason we do it is because we are um, really comparing ourselves to others. And so I think that um, there are certain tools that you can use to really um, as an entrepreneur and I think there are things that can make us fail as entrepreneurs so today I'm going to talk about what those things are and if you're doing any of these things how to immediately shift from doing them and I'm going to give you um, tools that I use specifically to help me transition from these habits that make us sort of um, stay in the same place we are financially as entrepreneurs um, one of the things that uh, we're going to talk about is as an entrepreneur, uh, we tend to take on way too many tasks and that is, you know, our workload. And so we kind of think that we're the only people that can do a certain project because it's kind of where we started and that's our baby. That's what's made us who we are today. However, that doesn't mean that that is where we will stay throughout our entrepreneur career. So the biggest thing to know is how do you know when it's time to shift or transition uh, to that next phase of entrepreneurship so that you can ultimately scale your business? I have been doing um, a special training with Alex Sharfin. I am in a group called the Two Comma Club with Russell Brunson. Um, and there are about 700 of us in the group and we recently uh, all were out in Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm telling you, this group is absolutely amazing. Everybody in the group that you meet is just more amazing than the next. So if you really want to um, compare yourself, you can really get flustered if you start to compare yourself to this amazing group. Um, because everyone in the group is just one um, more interesting story. and. Um, I think for me, you know, really learning to come out of my shell and talk about my story and share it and actually um, share my journey is what's going to also help me grow and it's going to um, also help others grow. And I think that that is kind of the coolest thing about entrepreneurship when you think of it in a sense of you're paying it forward. And if you really want to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to think in terms of how can you pay it forward. Um, and one of the biggest lessons I learned at this event um, was to stop thinking of your customers as customers, but think of them as people. And how can you be obsessed with those people? How can you do things for those people that are gonna make their lives better? Um, and you have to obsess about it to the point of absolute, value over everything else. And I think sometimes what happens is we lose sight of that and we think only about how our success is going. And the biggest thing is to think about how the success of your potential customer is going to be benefit from what you are bringing to the table. Um, 
And so that's, that's a huge lesson I learned. But the other huge lesson I learned is how do I contribute and how do I show that value when I'm bogged down every day with all these tasks that are not even tasks that I'm really enjoying. And I think for entrepreneurs, we get into this role and then we're like, oh my gosh, I finally did it. I left the nine to five. I've got this great business. I'm doing great. And then all of a sudden you're working, you know, I used to say, uh, there was a joke that I, I think I posted on Instagram a while ago. It said, I quit my nine to five so I could work 24 seven. And I think, you know, when you first get started, that's how you feel. Cause you're really, you're wearing every single hat in the business. You know, you're, you're doing your invoices, you're, you know, you're creating things, you're doing graphic design, you're doing illustrations, you're doing writing. Um, you know, you're, you're doing accounting, uh, you're selling, you know, you're literally doing every single component of your business. And if you continue down that journey, you're going to wear yourself out and your business is going to suffer because you're not actually going to be able to grow your business because you are going to be stuck in your business. And I think a lot of us know that, but as entrepreneurs, it's very, very hard for us to ask for help because we often think of ourselves as an anomaly, which we are because let's face it, growing up, um, most of us are, we're probably different than our friends in terms of the way that we thought. Our thought processes are different. We are visionaries, we are evolutionary hunters, and we are driven by momentum, as Alex Sharfin would say, and I can't tell you how true that is. Um, and so I think what happens is we think we're the only people that think in that mindset. And so therefore we have to do it all and we can't ask others for help. And I know that this is a struggle for myself and I know so many other entrepreneurs that this is a struggle for, but when you really see people start to be more successful, it's when they start to pay it forward and when they start to reach out and ask for help. Um, so that's one of the big things that, um, that I've learned in my uh, past two years, and I'm definitely still working on getting better every day. Um, but I'm just going to go over a couple of key things and a couple of key tools that, um, that can really, really help you grow your business. And that is number one, um, if you do not have an executive assistant, then you are one. Um, and so how do you go about finding an executive assistant or someone that you can trust um, and someone that you can hire and train and have them be a part of your business? Um, and so uh, one of the things that Alex talks about is really bringing them into a transformational position. So there's two types of management. There's transformational and there's tactical. And I think that um, you know, we've all been in those roles where, you know, we've had that micromanager and, um, as entrepreneurs, we really aren't micromanagers, um, and we don't want to micromanage. Um, so we want someone who can be in that role and understand our vision, yet we don't want to explain that vision and we don't want to take the time to go over that with them, which is sometimes the problem. And what I like about Alex is he's also an entrepreneur. And so when he goes over this stuff, he really makes it palatable for others because he has our mindset in terms of entrepreneurship. Um, so one of the things that he suggests is creating a document um, that is, it's a time management study basically. Um, and every 15 minutes for two weeks, um, you write down exactly what it is you're working on. 
So every 15 minutes, you refer back to this sheet and you write down, I was, you know, drinking coffee. I was walking the dog. I was checking emails. I was, you know, sending emails. I was on social media. I was posting. Whatever it is that you were doing, every 15 minutes, write it down for a period of two weeks. Then go back and look at that um, chart over the past two weeks. And what you want to do is label it. Um, The labels are going to be either strategic, meaning that only you can do that at this given time, meaning no one else could step into that role and do that role. Um, The other is family, family time. Um, And then there is SC, which is self-care. So anytime that you're exercising or meditating or getting a massage, doing something for yourself to take care of yourself would be self-care. And then T would be for tactical. So tactical tasks would be something that technically someone else could step in and do. And so what the biggest thing for entrepreneurs uh, is, is our value of time and the fact that we never have enough time in the day to do all the things we want to do. And I think when you go back and look at this time study, as did so many of us at this two comma club event, um, we went back and looked and there were people that would just look at their sheet with absolute disgust when they saw how much time they were wasting on things that they shouldn't be doing. Um, One guy was a construction worker and his business was making uh, $16 million, um, I think, in his first couple of years. And when he looked at his sheet, you know, he stood up and he was kind of talking through it and he said... You know, but but a lot of this stuff is stuff that I only know. And then, you know, we kind of went back and we're like, yeah, but could you teach that to someone else? And could that role then be taken over by someone else? And and what he found was that he was shocked at how much of his time was being spent doing tactical things that could have been outsourced or offloaded so that he could grow his business and build an empire. Um, so I think that That's the first step to true transformation is understanding how to offload the things, not all at once, but slowly ease into growing your business as you feel comfortable getting some of the tactical things off of your plate. And this doesn't have to stop with you. This can go on with your team as well as you start to um, transition and give people new projects. You know, their their stuff can also become tactical that they can give then to a um, another employee who maybe can pick up some of the tactical work in their roles and so forth. Um, so that's the first thing. The second thing is when you want to start thinking about bringing on that person, You really want to spend the time to make them be a part of your company and understand your structure um, and understand what your vision is. Because if they don't understand that vision and you don't communicate that vision to them, then you can never expect them to truly perform the way you want them to. So what he calls it is the 4R document. And in that is the role, the responsibility, the results, and the requirements that you're seeking. And what you do is you, you, when you look at your time study, you should be able to pull out these things that you need done and write them down and be very specific on exactly what you want and exactly what your expectations and results are and what the requirements are to get to those results. 
Um, and that is what he refers to as the 4R document. It's a job description, and that can carry through all the way to the end of their um, position. And then that way, if you're hiring for the role again, you can tweak it as you know your um, as that person grows, or you will always have that document to sort of refer back to. And then the next thing is when you're bringing someone on, um, you want to be as transformational as as possible and you don't want to give them tactics because tactics won't help them be a part of your vision again and so that's super important um, and the hiring process you, you want someone who's going to be compatible with the role so I typically recommend um, them taking a disc test and that disc test will tell you you know whether or not that position is for them in terms of are they someone who can work with an entrepreneur and um, you know can they um, change what they're doing from day to day or are they someone who wants to be in a role that is you know repetitive task driven um, and I think with entrepreneurs we need to hire people who um, maybe are okay with a lot of change and um, you know a lot of different things happening as entrepreneurs tend to have a lot of different things happening and we don't want someone who has the same personality as us but maybe has a more organized um, you know personality than us like a DC might be better than hiring someone with a high D or a high I so if you haven't heard about the disc task and you'd like to know more about it um, send me an email at tish at brandandflourish.com and I will get you a link to that so you can use it in your hiring process. And um, if you have any questions on, um, on that, please feel free to include them. And then the other thing is, when you're bringing that person on, the, the best thing to do is before you ever even get to the disc test, you wanna do just a 15 minute call with that person and keep it short, but kind of get an understanding of what they know about what it is that you're doing. So if you have a certain niche or something that you're working in, find out what it is that they know about it and how much they appreciate it, uh, what they might have done with it before, before you ever even get to that next stage at the disc stage. Um, but what I think you'll find is like an enormous relief will be lifted off your shoulders. And the reason I say that is because I myself have just gone through this process and I'm super excited. I'm gonna be starting um, with a new executive assistant and we are going to follow this process and I will be back to tell you more about how that goes. Um, but, uh, you know, I really, really value this information. Um, Alex Sharfin teaches the billionaire code and he teaches people how to scale their business um, from 300,000 all the way to um, a million to 10 million and more. So if you're really interested in getting to the next level, you really, really must, must incorporate a time schedule and you must incorporate a way to bring on a team and to reach out for help. And um, that's it for today. But we'll be back soon for more. Thanks for listening.